Yes, people, it's episode 292 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Are you well? Uh, it is Saturday, the 3rd of September, and I am in my kitchen. I'm not in the car because I can't be asked to leave my house at this time of night. It's 11 p.m. Uh, I'm getting it done on a Saturday because tomorrow I'm busy. Tomorrow I'm busy. I'm watching football in the pub, Donsley Pub, Donsley Sports Bar. Um, and watching Arsenal versus Manchester United I'm going to be supporting Manchester United in that game even though it's funny to see their season fall apart they've won a few games on the bounce now and it benefits Tottenham more if Arsenal lose therefore I'll be supporting Manchester United in that game and after that I'll be getting on the train and heading over to the O2 Arena uh, to watch Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock and some very special guests um, I imagine Jeff Ross will be one and Aziz Azari will be another one um, yeah, a few of these guys have turned up at comedy clubs that my friends have been emceeing and stuff. So they've got to meet these people, which is pretty cool, I think. Um, so, yeah, so I'll be watching them, taking notes and thinking, oh, all right, they're, they're pretty good at comedy. Maybe they should do it full time. <laughs> anyway, so how has your week been? How's my week been? Uh, I can't really remember what I've done this week. It's been another week of nothing that's pod worthy. I haven't read anything that's podworthy, nothing that's caught my attention uh, that's podworthy, nothing the news that has really piqued my interest, which makes this pod very difficult to do and makes it very boring, makes it very tedious. Uh, I know lots of people who do podcasts who think, why the hell do I do this? Why do I put myself through this? Therefore, putting your listeners through the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going through that for the past few episodes. I've been going through that uh, to the point where I'm like, I should just knock this on the head. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing any research. Um, I'm not telling you anything interesting in my life. I'm just doing this purely out of obligation. I'm, I'm here every week just because I've got this weird mental compulsion that because I've started something, I have to finish it. But listen, people, never, never, ever ever um never ever be ashamed to give up just give up sometimes you know when you're doing something and you've done it for a long time sometimes it's okay just to give up what if you've been working on something for a long time and you're so close to reaching your goal just give up what does people support you and put money into something listen people it's okay to give up even if people are relying on you and you're going to create a world of pain for yourself and others who rely on you. Hey, you might have a spouse, you might have kids, you might have employees. Listen, doesn't matter. If you want to just give up, you just want to quit, fuck it. Just do it. Just do it. So anyone listening now, if you've got something in your head, it's like, I'm just I'm just plugging on at this because people are relying on me. Just quit. Give up. I know the the conventional wisdoms keep on going. You know, just keep going. You never know when it might turn around. Listen, it may never turn around. Shit, it may turn around tomorrow. It doesn't matter. If you want to give up, don't let anyone shame you into carrying on, working hard, yeah? Following your dreams. No, it's okay just, just to give up, all right? <laughs> that's, that's the wisdom I'm going to impart on my child. That, that's what I'm going to do. Any future children. We, we're going to impart that wisdom on them. We was discussing about what Zadie's going to be when she's older, right? And, uh, you know, my wife was going for the usual stuff. Well, I think she's going to be creative. I think she's going to be a singer. Well, she might be a dancer. And I said, listen, 
she's going to end up working in middle management somewhere. The, the statistics show it, all right? The, the statistics show. She's from, she'll grow up in a middle class home um, and she'll just work in middle management. And I'm like, why do you say such a horrible thing? I was like, it's not horrible. It's what most people do. It's what I do. <laughs> it's what most people do. There's a cog somewhere in the wheel. Not most, most people don't do something interesting. Most people do boring jobs they don't want to talk about when they're out, and that's it. Think about the amount of your friends. If you have to describe your friends' work, like just give a job description for what they do, you won't be able to do it. You'd just be able to like put together their job title with most people you hang out with and know. Yeah, some of us have got jobs where people know exactly what it is, like a teacher or a doctor, people know that. But then loads of people who, you know, their friends call them a teacher or a doctor aren't even teachers or doctors. So, yeah, my mate, he's a teacher. He's like, I'm not, I'm, I, work in, I work in schools, but I'm not a teacher. But you work in school, you must be a teacher. No, I'm, I literally run the whole IT department as in the IT infrastructure for the school. So you're an IT teacher? Like, no. That's how your friends see you. You can, you can describe your job all the time you want, but we don't care. We might know the name of your company. If it's something that has like a public facing job, I've got a few friends who work at Sky. That's it. I know they work at Sky. I think I know their job titles, but I don't know what they actually do. And that's your kids. And you listening with kids, nieces, nephews, doesn't matter. That is what your kids are going to probably end up doing. Just one of those jobs where you're just like, what is that? I don't know what that is. Is that you don't even know if they're happy, you don't know if they like it. They've just bought a house. They seem happy. They've gone a few holidays with you. They seem happy. That's it. So when we're looking at our beautiful daughter where the whole world is her oyster and my wife's going, Yeah, she could be I think she's gonna be, you know, a teacher. I mean it could be a dancer, sorry. Because look at she's got rhythm, she's dancing. I'm like she may work in the marketing department for a series of dance studios. Actually, she might work for the landlords uh, of, you know, of the dance studio. Therefore, she might have to visit a dance studio. Um, that's it. She'll work in middle management of, you know, land development. <laughs> Whatever you're looking at your kid, they think they're going to do. No. They might be adjacent to it. They might take an interest in it. But they they won't. Think about the shit you thought you were going to be when you were older. How many of you are doing that? I wanted to be an architect when I was younger. There's part of me that still does. Even if I do really well in comedy, I think think that's what would happen. If I did really well in comedy where it's like quit day job, you know, it's me, Darren, comedian, you know me. Oh, you're the guy of TV. If I become that guy, I think I would still want to just, I don't know, not study architecture, because I don't want to study, but I'd want to do something with it, because it's interesting to me. You know, design. But did I do that? No. See, that wasn't even a lofty goal, very obtainable goal. I was at sixth form. I was even doing design and technology. Really obtainable, could easily become an architect. There was a guy in my, in my class who I think is an architect now. Or actually, he might work for in planning for the council. See what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's what happens. 
you think you're going to just reach that dream, that goal, then just life just goes, no. No. It takes a lot for someone to go, uh, excuse me, I've got my dream. But then most of us just go, just give me that role in middle management. I like the benefits. Won't well, get to finish work at five o'clock on a Friday. Okay, fine. I get to wear jeans on a Friday. Brilliant. Oh, you have a fully stocked fridge of milk, semi-skimmed and full <laughs> full fat milk. What oh, the benefits, the perks of working here. If seven-year-old me could see me now. That's the thing. I know I sound like some weird old man in the corner of a pub having some kind of breakdown, but I'm actually in a really good place in life. Actually, I'm very happy. <laughs> I think that's the irony. I think that's what happened, right? I think when I get into a state of comfort and happiness, I, I then just have some kind of existential crisis. I go, oh no, I need some destabilization. It's good that I don't have like any kind of um, thing with drugs. Or, or alcohol. I think I'd. You mean I think I'd be one of those absolute loony tune, off the rail people if I did. You know what I mean? I do find the people interesting though. Like they are interesting, aren't they? You know when you start to see a celebrity and they've had to have a battle. A battle. You know what I mean? And like the more obscure the battle is, the more interesting it is. Like someone goes, yeah, I had a cocaine addiction. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But it's like, I heard. An addiction to cowpole. Is that what? Cowpole, yes. I would drink about four bottles of a day. It's like, what? I can't even visualise this madness. Like, yes. Just cowpole. You just, yeah, I would just drink it. I'd wake up in the morning, open my top drawer, and there'd just be half drunk bottles of cowpole. You know, and then they, they go through the madness, go into the wilderness, come back, and like they get nominated for a BAFTA or something. And then I was like, oh my god, what a turnaround, what an interesting character. So that's the thing, you have the redemption story at the end, everyone loves the fucking mess. As long as it's not kids, as long as it's not murder, then you're like, aha, now I've said kids, brain sparked in, uh, what's his name? Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish allegations. Let's call them allegations, even though there is a video. <laughs> if you don't know about it, basically they uh, they wrote a sketch called um, For a Paedophile's Eyes. And uh, it involved Aerie Spears portraying a paedophile and with a child actor in the scene uh, where he's rubbing oil on him in a bath. This is all from description, by the way. I haven't watched this video. Similar to like the R. Kelly video where he's pissing on the girl. It's one of those where I've had the description said to me. Therefore, I felt no need to watch the video because it's either I've proven wrong and it's not what it's described to me, where there's a risk it could be worse, or unproven. Or the person told me is got it spot on and it's exactly what it described to me. And it's like, well, I don't want to watch a video of child abuse. Yeah, you know I mean, colour me weird, but <laughs> it's not my thing. So, um, so yeah, so that that's what's in the video. Um, it's going to be a sketch. Call it dark humour. Call it pushing it to the edge. Whatever. Um, it was uploaded to Funny or Die. Um, Funny or 
uh, Funny or Die didn't know about it because it's uploaded as user content, not through Funny or Die. I think Funny or Die also produced some sketches. They didn't produce this one. This was uploaded as user content. When they found it, they removed it off their website. This is before it's blown up as an article, I think. The things Funny or Die saw it like pretty early on. Just said, nah, not on our, no, 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 not on our website. Stop that. And the reason it's come to a head now is because the, there was the boy who's in the video and his older sister as well who has alleged that um, Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish um, coerced her into performing, like, um, not, not performing, but like imitating a sexual act um, on, a, on a sandwich or something. I don't know, but it's odd because she's a child. But what's happened, the mum tried to... Um, mum was mum wasn't aware of it when it happened. When she did find out, guess what? She went to press charges and, and sue them and all that stuff. Hasn't she wasn't successful? But now the girl's an adult. Um, she's pursuing the case herself. Um, also representing her younger brother, who's also um, a that's what I say, co-victim. I don't know, but they're part of the same case. So that's why it's come to a head now. And a lot of the comments I've been reading about it, none in support of Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish. But a lot of people have been talking about uh, comedy, talking about comedy, talking about pushing stuff to the edge, dark humour, uh, you know. And a lot of people talking about, you know, the checks and balances. Because as comedians, you know, we like to say that what we say is a joke. My thing, and the freedom of speech and all that stuff, and I think that's all true. But... I said freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from reaction to what you say or freedom from responsibility of what you said. And I think as comedians, we do need normal people in our lives just to give that check and balance. Because when you're with comedians, I'm telling you what, a comedian's WhatsApp group, well, I'm in two, one's fine. It's one's people bitching about the state of comedy, but these are just two WhatsApp groups you're getting for comedians. One bitching about the state of comedy, um, who's getting opportunities, who's not. You know, just bitching about someone getting the opportunity while their friend has followed the exact same path, and they're like, "Yeah, that's cool because it's him because he's my friend." And then the other group is just joke upon joke upon joke upon. Yo, you want to take it here? I can take it further. You could say, I can take it further. I could take, take it further. Some people go, like, I'm tapping out at this point. <laughs> They'll put like a legal disclaimer. <laughs> um, but as comedians, we know this is a conversation among comedians. We know we're just trying to be funny, trying to be outrageous. But when we're sharing that content, whether it's uh, on, online or on stage, there's a mental voice in your head that goes, is this, is this joke translated? Is this joke, of people actually seeing what the joke is? Or have I gone too far? Or have I not explained it right? Am I not skilled enough to tell this joke at, at this moment of time? And I think with this Aerie Spears one, it's like, where was that person that goes, yo, what the fuck is this? Because you need someone to film it. Uh, you're going to need someone to submit it. There'll be editors. Is this a thing of like because they're in the room with the big comedian, they're like, well, oh, just do as you're told, they're on the payroll, you know? But there has to be someone that goes, mate, no. It's one thing doing a sketch about 
being a paedophile, but my god, like, don't have a kid in the actual video, you know, and um, yeah, it's nuts, it's, it's just nuts, and the, like I said, my view on on jokes, taking jokes too far is, yeah, if you're, if you're on stage and you're saying it and you're trying to work it out, trying to work out where the line is, I don't think anyone should be judged for that. You have to work out where the line is. You, you work out the jokes. There's been times where I've wrote a joke. It's dark, horrendous. I said it the first time on stage and it just gets a, ooh, ah, mm, for fucking hell. Did you see that mumbled from the like, middle of the crowd? Fucking hell. But that isn't what I want my joke reaction to be. I'm a comedian. I like uh, this weird thing called laughter when I tell a joke. So I'll tell it for the first time. Gets the oh, fuck. Now it's like, okay, the premise is getting a visceral reaction. Good. But let's make it funny. And sometimes you're like, oh, maybe I'll soften this up. Maybe I'll change that word for this. Sort that word out for that. If I use if I use this word, then does this mean it doesn't look like I'm trying to prove a different point? And you, you play with it, you play with it, you play with it, and then he's like, ah, that's a finished article, boom. And you're confident with it. And I'm saying these guys must have been confident to upload that video, man. Delusional. I just don't know where their friends are. That normal person. Mine's my wife. I'll say some stuff at home. Like, oh, our household. It couldn't be a microphone in our house. Uh, that's not just me. Some of the things she says, I'm like, what? That is horrendous. You're younger than me. You shouldn't have that mentality. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, but it stays in the house, right? But there's times where I say stuff, because you don't say that on stage, would you? It was like, not a chance, no. No, I have a filter. I'm not on this weird crusade that everyone has to understand how I think. And, um, but yeah, it's flipping mental. Flipping mental. If, if you want to read the article, it was in the Washington Post. Um, I can't remember which website, blog channel has like a really good extensive article on it. But yeah, it's wild out there, man. Wild. Um, so I think, right, what else has happened this week? Um... I don't think anything else has happened that just came into my head organically from what I saw this one. I literally saw it today in a WhatsApp group. Um, in in that same crazy WhatsApp <laughs> where people say worse and worse things. Guess what? No one made any jokes on this one. It was just like, oh gosh. It was like, yeah, you went, that's a rough one. That is a rough one. Um, I want to see if anything breaking is happening on, on, uh, on the Twitter's. Um, yeah, people piss me off with their stupid posts. I don't know what I was doing yesterday. I didn't get... Do what? I'm not even mad. I wasn't invited. <laughs> and someone goes, I just spent 18 quid to go to Top Secret Comedy in Covent Garden, expecting a few laughs. Aziz and Zari, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock came out. Best night. Still buzzing. What the fuck? This is... Do you want the craziest thing about, um, about it? About perform that top secret comedy club like I have is there's no green room the green I can't even tell you where the the green room is alright I, I can't even tell you what the green because if you knew where it was and you knew there was a chance you might see Dave Chappelle you might just do a madness 
But I'm telling you what, it's not a green room. It's uh, it's essentially an L-shaped bench um, in a corner. Fuck, I'll tell you where it is. It's under the stairs. <laughs> and just and only thing separating you in the world is a curtain. And that's it. It's not a green room. So I don't know where they hid these guys. I don't know where they hid them. Because they must be like in the office or something. Real talk. And I don't think there's even an office downstairs. I don't know where these men must have been hiding. Because that is wild. Like, there's not like the sound booth is literally like, you know, the front seat of the bus that's behind, um, that's behind the glass. I think there's, is there a seat behind the driver? I'm talking about that one where you're just, you just sit up onto the seat and you just got bus in your face. Pause. <laughs> That's what the sound booth is. There's no of these guys that hide. So I don't know where the fuck. Uh, I don't know where they are. But um, anyway, I came to see what is uh, trending. If anything is trending, Tyson Fury is trending. Is he on WWE? What, why is he why is he tell you when I saw what Usyk is laughing I don't know Tyson Fury is, uh, he's, he sent something to Usyk I think oh he just fought someone at, at, he did fight someone at Wrestlemania oh no not Wrestlemania WWE okay mental Mental, mental, mental. Anyway, boring. So, um, yeah, just a quick, quick. Uh, why China and India are sending troops to Russia? Oh my God. So I think do we do we need to read that? I think we might need to read that. That seems like something that should be read. Um. Okay, let's see. Let's see what's happening. Someone explain to me. Show this thread. So the military exercise is being held in the Russian Far East. So that's away from the conflict in in uh, Ukraine. This week will be on a smaller scale than in previous years. Yet they are designed to send an important message. Moscow is not as isolated as the West might think. China and India will send troops to take part in the Russian Vostok East drills from uh, 30th August to the 5th September, along with contingents from other countries including Belarus, Mongolia and Tajikistan. The exercises take place every four years. China's Defence Ministry insists that its involvement is merely part of the ongoing security cooperation with Russia and unrelated to the current international and regional situation. But the decision to send Chinese forces at all at a time when Russia is waging an unprovoked war of aggression against Ukraine uh, clearly signals the Be- that Beijing has no intention of distancing itself from Moscow. I love how they said it's an unprovoked war of aggression. Um, like I said, I've got no horse in this, but people don't just invade. Like even the worst country in the world, if you go through history, doesn't just invade another country unprovoked, no no reason. You know what I mean? 
they have a reason. Um, unpro- unprovoked implies that it'd be like unprovoked would be like Jamaica invading Barbados. Like, there's, there's been no tension, no talk between these countries. Like, Ukraine and Russia, friction has been ongoing. Ongoing. And it's like, well, oh, unprovoked, how did this happen? Like, stop it. Come on. Anyway, let me carry on reading. And similarly, while only a small contingent of Indian troops will travel to Russia, the symbolism is powerful. Like, Russia, like China, India has declined to condemn the Russian invasion despite Western pressure to do so. I love that. Say it's wrong. Like if real Twitter behaviour, say it's wrong. What, what does that do? Just say it's wrong? Um, why? Why are you telling me I need to say it's wrong? Just just say it's wrong. Do you think it's wrong? If you do, then say it is. If you don't, why don't you? Is that, I, just, that about, I just don't get involved. Why don't you say anything? I mean... It just makes you laugh. You just get a guy in a suit just in front of a lectern in front of like the some kind of symbolic building. Just you know, going, and I want to say we stand with the people of Ukraine. So that's lovely, but they are getting bombed the shit out of like all wars. Uh, just standing there in your country going, we stand with you. Like, what? Thanks, but help. <laughs> Imagine you're just there outside of Weatherspoons on a Saturday getting your face kicked clean off by Gary and the lads and then someone used to go to school with just walks past goes I condemn this and I stand by you just like thanks but could you stop these guys kicking me in the face and I said like I said it was bad but look that guy over there he hasn't said it's bad I'm going here what are you talking about anyway uh, both Beijing and New Delhi rely on arms sales from Russia, including advanced weapon systems of fighter jets, and both also import Russian oil. In fact, since the start of the war in Ukraine, Russia has overtaken Saudi Arabia to become India's second largest supplier of oil. Jeez, who's their first supplier? Is it themselves? Who is India's first supplier of oil be? If Saudi Arabia is now third and Russia's second, I don't know. China's relationship with Russia goes much further. Uh, with Putin and his Chinese counterpart uh, Xi Jinping um, sharing a best and bosom friendship. However, there is clear limits to the, that relationship. Okay, Chinese government has avoided openly providing military aid to Russia since the start of the war, according to U.S. officials. The economic relation between the two authoritarian powers is also increasingly unequal, and that only looks likely to increase. Xi and Putin will continue to uh, praise their close ties. China will send its troops to train in Russia and Beijing will continue to hold its careful line. Not distancing itself from Moscow, but not sacrificing the Chinese economy on the altar of Putin's military ambitions either. Uh, Above all else, China values Russia as a partner in their shared pushback against the US, which both countries view as their most important challenge there you go is my enemy is your enemy therefore we are friends but look it's still it's bubbling it is bubbling we'll see what happens man we'll see what happens there's some people proper itching for a war though you know those crazy people just playing war games on their pc forever they are itching get involved proper riches oh come on just 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 throw a bomb near me come on 
Let's just get on to Dear DJ Because I'm just now looking at Love Island updates on, on Instagram That show ended ages ago So Um Big you all Shout out Alexander Mitrovic For scoring goals Anyway Nothing to do with what we're talking about Let's get on some Dear Deirdre Jesus Oh fuck, I gotta order a bag from Amazon. My rucksack broke. Interesting story. <laughs> I mean the story's not interesting, but it's a true story. Broke my rucksack when I was in Edinburgh. Um and I need a new rucksack. Now my wife asked, why don't you just get the same rucksack? And the reason I don't want to get the same rucksack is that will be the third time I've bought this rucksack. Uh, which across I think it's lasted me in total these three these two rock sets like maybe five six years really good bag just great middle sized bag small enough that you don't look like a crazy on the train when it's just got like your laptop and, and a few other bits in it like you just don't look crazy you just look like a rucksack you know you get some people come to trains like are you camping what are you doing you know what I mean is this a military stakeout? You don't need all this stuff. Why is your bag so big, bro? Someone's trying to get on this train. So, it's just a good-sized bag, is what I'm saying. That's <laughs> the sort of thing that Luzu is like, same bag, same bag. Ten years, rather bag, never use a different bag. It's like, no. So that's my own personal problems. Once I overcome that, I will order the bag the same one. Anyway, an escort website is blackmailing me and threatening to tell my wife or boss. Interesting. Dear Deirdre, an escort website is blackmailing me by threatening to tell my wife and my boss that I paid for sex unless I give them a lot of money. But that doesn't seem like a good deal. That can't be a real website. Can't be. Imagine you, you've, you've paid for some discreet fun. And um, and this person was next door. You, he's like, I would have been a repeat customer. <laughs> anyway, but all I did was look at the site out of curiosity. Oh, you didn't even. There you go. Then it's, it's a scam. Now my mistake is threatening to ruin my marriage and my life. Uh, I'm 44. I'm happily married to a lovely woman who is 42. We have two children. A few months ago, I was on a business trip alone and bored in my hotel room. I went online. When I came across this site offering escort services. I was curious. I've never paid for sex or company in my life, but I clicked. I, I see the girls on offer and had to put it, you had to put in your name and contact details. I assumed I could delete my account straight afterwards. Listen, if you want to do anything like that, please just create a, a new email address or just an email address that you don't care about being hacked or something, you know what I mean? To put your real details in these kind of crazy, booky websites, nah. No, 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 no. Especially someone that's selling a service that's illegal. That's what you got to remember. It's technically illegal in the UK. You wouldn't sign up to flipping a website called We Sell Drugs 
If you're interested in purchasing drugs, just put your name and address and telephone number in here. We'll contact you about latest drug offers. You know what I mean? Two bags of weed and a line of coke for free. Promotional coke offer. Like, no. What's happening? How, 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 are you, how are you falling for this? You're only in your early 40s. Like, come on. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, so however, as soon as I put my um, details, put, yeah, I, as soon as I'd input my details and looked at a few pictures, I got a message reported to be one of the girls. I ignored it, unsubscribed, and thought no more about it. Two weeks later, out of the blue, I received a message from someone saying I'd messed around with one of his girls. I, play, I pleaded innocent. He told me that if I paid him £150, it would be forgotten. Mate, I don't think this is a real scam. In the sense of, I don't think this person knows anything about you. All they know is that you visited their website. They don't know who you are. They've just got your email address. You know what I mean? Unless you uploaded pictures of you and your wife in your profile. Like, I don't know. But they've got your email address from the website. And that's all they know. Promise you. But if I didn't pay, he would contact my wife and my company and tell posts about me. Or, yeah, lie about me all on social media. In a panic, I transferred the money. Jesus. Fuck it. You see what guilt does to people? It make him act so stupid. Like, who the fuck is this person? There's two types of scams, really, really. Either pay me now or you'll get a negative outcome or pay me now to at the opportunity to get a good outcome. Isn't it? And uh, one's just fraud, I guess one is uh, oh, blackmail. <laughs> um, anyway, I can't believe it. In a panic, I transferred the money. Now, another two weeks on, I, I had the same message from a different number. This time, they want £200. Jesus. If my wife finds out, she'll divorce me. I'll lose my kids and my boss will sack me. I can't eat or sleep. My wife keeps asking what's wrong. Please help. Oh, God. It's like, it's just... It's just a scam, mate. You got scammed. You got hoodwinked. So, what you need to do is change your uh, email address and phone number. What's a block? Block their shit. Or just call their bluff like they already know, mate. That's it. They won't know what to say. Or just mess him back going, hey, I am his wife, what, what's wrong? See what, I mean? what, what are they going to do? But yeah, trust me, they don't have your details. They don't. They, all they know is that you're someone who pays £150 and also £200 now. Trust me, you pay them £200, £500 next week. They'll bankrupt you. Take your house. Then ironically... Use it as a brothel. <laughs> uh, Alright. Okay, this, this sounds crazy. Is this, this can't be romantically. Let's see. Beg, borrow or steal. My lesbian best mate is trying to steal my girlfriend from me. Dear, dear, dear. My lesbian best mate is trying to steal my girlfriend from me. She seems to think it's okay as she thinks we have... As she thinks we have broken up, but we haven't. What? How does... How does your best mate think you've broken up with someone 
and you have one, if they're your best mate, they should know that you're with the person. Anyway, I'm a guy, and I've been with my girlfriend for five months. We are both 20. My best mate, who's 21, has made it clear she thinks my girlfriend is fit. Okay, cool. When we first got together, she told me I was punching above my weight. She's always commented on how my girlfriend is more her type than mine and says we don't look right together. Jesus. She's been winding me up saying if we haven't broken up as of yet, we soon will have. When I confronted her, she said my girlfriend told her we had split, but my girlfriend messaged that she loved me only last night. Um, Listen, your best mate is on a mad one. She's on a loopy one. She's not your mate. Because there's just... You're accepting it because she's a woman. Yeah? That's all That's all it is. So, whether you're weird, either you're so left-wing that you can't call out a woman uh, or uh, someone of the LGBTQ community out because of their identity as a woman or uh, someone who's a lesbian... Then you're just like, no, 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 I, I can't be seen to be picking on the marginalised group, so I'll just, I'll just take it. I'll just take it when she whips out the strap and just smashes your Berta smithereens. And you're like, well, I mean, at least I wasn't prejudiced. <laughs> I mean, what the hell's that? Or you're so... Uh, you're so... What's the words? That you wouldn't let this happen. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you let this happen. But she's, yeah, she's not your mate. Um, because if she was a bloke, you'd find the first time they mentioned it funny, then the second time, like, oh, mate, just calm it down. Unless your mate is super dominant. And he'll beat you up. Then you might as well just let him carry on flirting. Because if he's going to smash your bird, he's going to smash her. There's no point getting beaten up in, on his way to doing it. You know? <laughs> but this woman, yeah, you're just letting her get away with it because she's a woman, I think. You just need to say, oh, mate, fuck off. Stop that now. It's weird. And that's it. Unless this person brings, like, something crazy to your life as through friendship, then try to keep on board. But if not, cut them off. Cut them off. Um, right, one more, one more, one more. Uh, oh, fuck, you know. Future fears. My boyfriend doesn't want kids or to get married. Am I wasting my time? If you want kids, you want to get married, then 100 fucking percent. All right? There's no person out there who's going to convince someone, you know, what their future holds if they've already decided. Yeah? So if they've already decided they don't want kids, they don't want to get married, you're not going to be this such a wonderful person. There's such a wonderful woman that he's just like, don't want, I changed my mind, I want kids now. It just doesn't happen. You've got to decide as a man what you want for the future, what you want from your relationships, and then you act towards that. But you're never going to just meet a woman and you're out there doing the madness, wild in these streets. And you're not going to meet a woman who's going to, you meet her and then you look at her, but oh, well, God, I'm in love, I'm changing everything, I'm out of the game. I'm out of the game, boys. No, no, that's not what it's.
you want to decide you're out of the game, boys, before you get into the game. And then when you get in the game, you get out. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, dear Digi, my lover says he doesn't want to settle down or have kids, so I'm worried I'm wasting my time with him. I'm telling you what, if you've been with this guy for more than six months, that's a lot, that's pushing it, because that's one of the first questions you should be asking if you're looking to settle down. Are you religious? Do you want kids? Do you get married? Do you want to get married here? Who's in your family? Who's in your life? Who's going to be at the wedding? Is there going to be any crazy people at the wedding that I need to watch out for? You know what I mean? These are the things you got to know. <laughs> First date. No, so um, we were talking about becoming exclusive, but there doesn't seem much point if it won't work long term. Perfect, Remy. It's a smash your hot behind and not have a relationship while you think that's some form of commitment because he's honest. Brilliant. Right, I'm 18 and he's 21. All right, you're young. I'll, I'll allow this. Uh, we've been dating for a year. But when you're that age, you don't ask those questions. That's I'm always shocked by some people went to like school with or six or with. You still with people? Went six or with? Because that's one of my best mates. Um, I, I went to secondary school with him, but also sixth form, and um, he met his wife when we said sixth form. So they've been in each other since they were 16. They're all 34 now. And um, that is crazy to me. In a sense, so I, I've known her all that time. But it's like, they've, they've both changed. But they've grown together. And that's the thing. Like you, you, the transitions I've gone through in my life, that if I was with the same person all that time, they might, they're definitely, you definitely, uh, it's not the same person you met. But that's all relationships, right? I think that's the thing. But I think it's like you have such seismic, seismic fluxes when you're in your 20s. You know? It's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, so actually in saying that, there might be a seismic change in what he thinks. He's only 21. I mean, I wanted... I've always wanted kids. But um, when I was 21, if someone's really trying to apply the pressure, I'm like... Mm. We've just been seeing each other. If I'm going out, if you're getting married, then yeah. Come on. Um, anyway, I'm 18 and he's 21. We've been dating for a year. We got on brilliantly and have great sex. He's still dating other girls, <laughs> but it says he likes me best. <sighs> Did you lose your virginity to this guy? Is this... Of course, she's only 18. So she's in love with this man. He's 21. Now, we understand about age gaps. It's funny, right? Age gaps are bigger the younger you are, if that, if that makes sense. Check it. 21 to 18 is it's a mathematical thing in the sense of percentage of your life. If you're 18 and someone's, you're dating someone who's 21, they have literally lived one-sixth of your life longer than you have. There's a big chunk of your life. Yeah? Yeah, one sixth? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know what that is as a percentage. Someone work it out. 33 divided by 2 is what? Oh, Jesus, this, this math is hard, man. 18? 16.5? <laughs> 
I'm struggling with his maths. But yeah, it's around 16.5% more life than you've lived. And especially in those if it's sex and relationships, those three years could just be huge. And this fact that this guy's dating other girls and says, well, you're, you're the best. You're like, oh, equals me the best. Nah, G. No, 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 no. He's calling all of them his best. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, if he's dating other girls but says he likes me the best, maybe, but maybe I too should keep my options open and date others. If you're okay with it, he's being honest, then yes. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. But don't just be smashing other dudes and being upset about it. Eating the whole family-sized ice cream on your own because you're sad. Nope. Alright, um, I think that's it. I think that is it. Um, right, alright, people, that is the end of the pod. And um, I think it's alright actually, because we had nothing to talk about. I think we did okay there, guys. 45 minutes of me just waffling about nothing for no reason. Um, gigs this week, what am I doing this week? Uh, Tuesday, I'm at uh, Laughing Box. Come check that out in Shoreditch. Thursday, I'm doing a gig that I can't talk about. Hmm. You know, can't tell you about it. Maybe it'll be something televised, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. We never know what happens in this weird world. But yeah, fingers crossed that all goes through. Because that is that's the life of that's the business of show people. You think you're gonna do something, you think no. So that's it. That's the end of the pod. I think it's time for bed. It's quarter to midnight. This child's gonna wake up at seven a.m. Yeah, I can smell it. Seven a.m. So I'm gonna get myself to bed. Peace, people. Peace.